welcome to the latest edition of the Royal College of Occupational Therapists podcasts. My name's James and I work in the digital team here at the RCOT and today I'm joined by Patricia McClure who is an occupational therapist and chair of council. We'll be finding out a little bit about the journey that led Patricia to the role of chair and her advice for anyone who may be considering applying for one of our boards or standing for council. So Patricia, thank you very much for joining us. Um, first question, could you tell us a little bit about your occupational therapy journey so far and what motivated you to apply for the role of chair? Okay, yes. Uh, when I first qualified, I practiced for 12 years in mental health. And right from early in my career, I became involved with the regional group because I wanted to be involved with the professional body. Uh, and I also was involved with the specialist section for mental health in Northern Ireland because, again, it was about being able to share practice, learn from others. And um, then I moved into an academic post at the university. And um, and actually, I should say before uh, when I was in practice as well, I was a BAOT steward mm -hmm. for a period of time as well, which I think is a really good opportunity to um, learn all kinds of skills and also to get to tables that uh, you wouldn't otherwise get to, and to be sort of the representing uh, your peers. So when I moved into the academic post in the university. Shortly after that, the, uh, there was an educa the education role on the Northern Ireland Board came up and I then got involved in that. Then the, at one stage, the uh, position of the, the role as member for higher education and further education came up on council and I stood for election for that and was successful. And uh, that was my first time on council. And during that three-year period, I also served as the vice chair for the last two years of that. I've also served my time on the L&D board. <laughs> and then I went a second time then on to Northern Ireland board and chaired the Northern Ireland board and again came on to council. And um, it was that, at that point then that I thought that uh, the time had come really okay. to um, throw my hat in the ring, so to speak. <laughs> um, and stand for the the chair of council. Sort of, sort of. I suppose worked my way through <laughs> that uh, OT journey and building up the experience of working, um, in various different ways, um, with the professional body, and um, I, I wanted to do that. It was something um, I felt would be a great honour, and um, that uh, I hoped I had something to offer in terms of the experience that I had. So I wanted to give something back, yeah. basically. No, all the way through. That's great, that's brilliant, thank you. I mean, in terms of being chair, what does that actually involve for you on a sort of day-to-day -day or week-to-week -week basis? Well, I suppose the first thing to emphasise is you still have your day job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, the being chair of council is something you do in addition mm -hmm. to your day job. And uh, that means that you, you still have to meet your deadlines in your own work. So you tend to, you know, you will be working at night times and probably weekends in order to keep everything mm. under control there. Uh, there in terms of the, what the role means on a day-to-day -day basis, it's not that you will be doing something for, you know, in, or in your role as chair every day. Yeah. That won't be the case. There will be some weeks when you maybe at the Royal College a couple of days um, but then you might not be back here in London again for a couple of weeks or whatever so it's it's um, 
how would you say it's a bit ad hoc yeah. in terms of you would be here for specific events yeah. you know to chair specific meetings obviously to chair council to chair awards panels um obviously there's conference and there's a big commitment <laughs> from the chair uh, to the actual conference event and then sometimes there um, are really uh, lovely events like parliamentary events that ca- have come out of our campaign improving lives saving money yeah. so there's a very wide range of activities that you're involved in as the chair of council that's fantastic i mean what would you say are the most interesting challenges and the greatest rewards um that you found within your role on uh, council hmm um well there, i think there's lots of challenges in terms of it is very much a cpd yeah. op- uh, opportunity i think um so you're learning new skills you're having to think very strategically you're certainly you know being a leader of the profession so you're having to really uh, hone your your leadership skills um, and uh, you have to think as an employer and I think that can be something that's different mm. for a lot of people when they come into the role and you have to th- uh, learn about things like uh, pensions mm-hmm. because you'll be making decisions about uh, pension schemes and you'll be making decisions about uh, staff pay rises because um, it's very much, uh, council is very much a governance yeah. role. You're a trustee and director of the organisation. So for a lot of people, including me, you know that, that's a very different role to take on. So you do have to spend t- some time understanding exactly what's expected of you in terms of your role and your responsibilities. But in terms of the um, greatest rewards, I think, are... Um, as I said, the CPD um, opportunity, the people that you meet. Um, I think one of the uh, fantastic uh, achievements in my time as chair of council has been the Royal College status. Mm -hmm. That has been wonderful acknowledgement of uh, our profession and the difference that all of us make in changing people's lives. The Improving Lives Saving Money campaign has been hugely successful and again has really promoted the profession to all kinds of stakeholders. So I think that that opportunity to uh, shape the future direction of the profession, the vision, you know, to input your experience and your expertise in, in certain areas uh, to try and shape that has been fantastic for me and that UK-wide perspective. I think is, is really lovely. And then also um, meeting with and um, engaging with other professional bodies, other mm. allied health professions, um, uh, has been fantastic. What piece of advice would you give someone who may be interested mm. in a position on one of our boards or perhaps standing for council? Mm. I would say go for it. Yeah. Absolutely go for it. Don't, don't keep waiting for the day when you know it all because that day never comes. <laughs> Um, be confident and believe in yourself um, and really step up and uh, take the challenge. I think sometimes we can say to ourselves, oh, I'm not ready to do that yet or I don't have enough experience to do that yet or there's somebody, there's bound to be somebody better than me to do that. Um, you know, if we always keep thinking that way, we'll never do anything. And sometimes, you know, people have said to me at certain times before, have you ever thought of doing such and such? I think that's a wonderful thing for all of us to say to people and if somebody can identify or they see something in you listen to them you know because they maybe see something that you haven't seen yourself or you're just not being confident enough to say to recognize it in yourself so definitely um, step up 
know, take the challenge, don't be afraid. Um, you don't have to have worked for years and years and years to go on a board. You know, some people will have that passion and that enthusiasm and that expertise even quite early on in their career. So uh, definitely grab the opportunity because you will meet lots of enthusiastic people on the board, people with the same kind of passion as you. And that's wonderful. That's re- a really rich learning experience for all of us. Um, you know, you will learn so much and it do- really does enrich your day job. Because you know, the experience that you gain working on the boards, you're working in the regional groups, being a BAOT steward, you know, stepping up onto being a council member, it's all a, a very rich learning experience and it will enhance you as a person and it will enhance uh, your, your professional work, your day job. So definitely go for it. That's brilliant. Um, Patricia McClough, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, James. If you want to find out more about our council roles, what they entail and how to apply, please take a look at our website at rcot.co.uk forward slash council. And as always, we want your feedback on today's podcast and we want to know what topics you want to hear about in future episodes. So do please get in touch with us via email, Facebook or Twitter. Details are in the programme information.